When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the Bet MGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry of the Titan Up Podcast and Titan Game Day Live. And we are Nashville's on demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, on YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. That's at A to Z Sports. So follow us, follow us there. Also hit us up on uh, all of our other social media channels for great content about the Tennessee Titans on Instagram. TikTok and threads. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans and start your process at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations. Uh, in the Middle Tennessee area, Franklin, Columbia, and Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. So, uh, yeah, so it's uh, does Jack have to do two magic buckets today? Because you still have not <laughs> done the it's my money and I need it now bet that we had last season. I gave you a, a pass for Kyle Phillips in that bet because you were supposed to wash my car. Uh, but yeah, Kyle but I mean, come hurt. on, that's not, yeah, I, that, I gave that. you a pass on that one. So, uh, you still have to go down to the fifth and broad and yell, it's my money and I need it now. Uh, because, uh, Malik Willis did not score a special package touchdown last season, but you've also got that 50- out. We, we can knock that out the next Titans home game when we're down yes. on Broadway, maybe make a quick pit stop up there and be Titans fans out there. Just be on the lookout. You may hear a bullhorn. That's right. All right, so uh, that's coming up against the uh, Brown, against the Bengals, excuse me, in uh, two game weeks from now where Jack and I will be uh, there at Acme on the rooftop for that, just like we were for week two against the Chargers. But, Jack, let's talk about this matchup because <clears throat> the Titans and the Browns both need a win, right? It, that's pretty clear. They both need a win uh, to, in the AFC against a team that could be a playoff contender. We know the Browns have lost Nick Chubb for the season after, after that gruesome injury on Monday night. And now you've got Ryan Tannehill and Deshaun Watson, who are two quarterbacks who could either win the team, win the game for their team or lose the game for their team. Uh, and so, we, you know, we know about Deshaun Watson and the Titans do as well because of their time playing against him in the AFC South. And Mike Vrabel was asked specifically about what that helps them with. And if they've seen any type of change in Watson uh, since he's been in Cleveland and he started the last eight games for the Browns. Look relatively the same as he did when he was in division or has his style changed at all over the last couple of years? No, I don't think his style has changed. It, you know, extends plays. He, he's got strength and, you know, great play strength in the pocket to, we waiting to on wait a- out receivers, to, to get them through to the second window. Um, extends plays, he's got length and, you know, stiff arm and, you know, will scramble and, and can run um, to, to get what he needs to get to. Got, can throw the ball to all, all parts of the field. 
Oh, Jack, something I noticed there is that Mike Vrabel spent a lot of time talking about his athletic ability to extend the play, stiff arm, <clears throat> he's long, he can do that. And then he's like, well, yeah, he's also got a good arm, he can make all the throws. Like, <laughs> at the mm -hmm. very end, but that was a lot on Deshaun Watson's athletic ability uh, to extend the plays and not a lot about his passing ability because that's been a struggle for Deshaun uh, since he's been a Brown. Yeah, and that's a problem because in order to beat this Titans team, you know, getting it done on the ground is already going to be hard enough with this front seven breathing down your neck all game long. The Titans secondary has been vulnerable for the past few seasons, and especially last week. Now they're going to probably get Christian Fulton and Elijah Molden back this week. But at the same time, those guys still have to make plays when they're in there. You know, they're far too inconsistent as a unit uh, against quarterbacks that can throw the ball down the field. However, Deshaun Watson, ever since his return, he hasn't been able to really beat defenses down the field with his arm. And he's, he's it's not like he's got, you know, a bunch of nobodies out there running routes for him. Amari right. Cooper's there. Elijah, uh, Elijah Moore is there. And Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones is one of the better threes you're going to find around the league. So he's he's got what it, he's got what he needs back there. He just hasn't been able to put it together totally. And if I'm a Browns fan, that concerns me, especially watching the way that the Titans played last week because the Chargers hit some explosive plays. We haven't really seen Deshaun Watson do any of that so far. No, not at all. And we'll discuss the stats that these two guys have over the last eight starts here in a second. Uh, but Ryan Tannehill is also riding the wave, and he was asked about uh, that specifically on you know a fan base coming after you uh, and then you having to respond to it. Ryan, in this league, guys can go from being, you know, the, the, the person that everyone wants ridden out of town on a rail one week uh, to the hero the next week. With your experience, does that maybe help you deal with going from the opener to the, to the performance that you turned in on Sunday? Yeah, I don't ride that wave. I know uh, a lot of people, especially outside the buildings, you know, ride those waves. But um, personally, um, take it one week at a time, improve on the things that, that try to improve on the things that you want to each and every week and, and go out and play play football and not let one week roll into the next. And Ryan Tannehill, to his credit, did exactly that. He, he And he said this after the game on Sunday. He was able to flush week one, move on, and then after a rough first quarter, was able to throw a 70-yard bomb, 62.2 yards in the air, the trail in Burks, and everything turned around after that. And so we'll kind of see what happens with Deshaun Watson. And not having Nick Chubb, having Jerome Ford, who made a lot of plays on Monday night after the Chubb injury. But Deshaun Watson has a lot of money in his pocket. He got that 100% guaranteed contract from the Browns after the Texans trade, but hasn't necessarily lived up to it. So, Jack, let's go ahead and get the chat more involved here and ask the question out of the gates. Which quarterback has more on the line this week, Ryan Tannehill or Deshaun Watson? Which quarterback has more on the line this week between Ryan Tannehill or Deshaun Watson. We'll get to all of your answers here in a second. But first, let's tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever an injury happens in life, you got to make sure you know where to go, where to turn, and who to trust to get you back to health. And the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin has done that for me. They've done that for a lot of people I know. And they can do that for you or your son or daughter if a youth sports injury happens to, to, to go down. No worries. The Bone and Joint Institute will help you out. In Franklin, you can do everything right there. Uh, book an appointment today. Don't let that injury linger. Boneandjointtn.org. 
Yes, absolutely. Bone and Joint is a great place to go, especially if you're dealing with some some joint pain. Um, bet MGM is also a great place to go if you're looking to get some skin in the game. Um, there's plenty of stuff to bet on. And as I try to pull up this BetMGM graphic, I'm not sure what's happening. Um, there's plenty of stuff to bet on. Thursday night football, we got the, the Niners and the Giants this week. Coastal Carolina plays Georgia State, so there's action on both levels of the football world. But you can enjoy all of your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM by signing up with our code A to Z Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win that first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. With BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. All right, so Deshaun Watson or Ryan Tannehill. Jack, uh, we asked everybody who or which quarterback has more on the line this week because, look, nobody was calling for Deshaun Watson's head when the Browns basically blanked the Bengals in week one. Deshaun didn't have a great performance, but they got a big convincing win and we're off to 1-0, and and then he, you know, allowed two defensive touchdowns from the Steelers, and they lose in week two on Monday night. Ryan Tannehill has the worst game of his pro career since his rookie year in week one, turns it around, and has one of his better quarterback rating type games in week two, and the Titans win a game against the Chargers. So I'll send you to the chat. <laughs> Which quarterback has more on the line this week? Uh, so, Jack, what are you seeing from Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch? The chat is cooking this morning. Some funny answers in the chat. Um, Stephen King says, Tanny, Tanny, Tanny. Deborah believes it's Watson. Tighten up's going Tannehill. So is Scary Harry. Eddie, our boy, says Tannehill. Eric Castillo also agrees. And Paul Arias is on the same page as those guys as well. Wow. Um, Gene believes it's Watson. Hello, ladies, says Tannehill. Uh, Darius says Watson because that contract is atrocious. Um I say I say Watson says Scott Weaver. Jamel agrees. So does Ira Hoshi. Chris Frazier believes it's Tannehill. Uh, so does Cameron Strong and Reitz. Deshaun says Pistol Ramsey because he's got two hundred and fifty million dollars on the line. Uh, and, and kind of the same sentiment here as we go down through some of these answers in the chat from Guy Man. He's got to live up to the contract eventually. Uh, Bolden Bearded says Tannehill. Uh, Nick says Watson. Top tier says Tanny. Titans Kyle says Tanny. Uh, Caleb says money talks. It's got to be Watson. And then Andre Bunting says Tannehill. So, I mean, it, it's fairly split today in the chat, but every reason that the listeners are giving for Watson is because of that big old contract he signed Yeah, um, a year and, ago. And I see some Tannehill answers uh, that are saying it's Tannehill because he's in a contract year, right? That's right. Like, and Matt says Tannehill has no pressure nationally. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I think Ryan Tannehill nationally has, it's a different type of pressure because Tannehill's pressure nationally is because nobody believes in him nationally. Where Deshaun Watson's uh -huh. pressure nationally is because he got 230 guaranteed million dollars. I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I do think that Tannehill, I, I kind of agree with that comment because I do think Tannehill's narratives are already kind of set in stone nationally, right? He's a guy that can get you to the playoffs and kind of, you know, sputter out from there. 
he's not a top 10 guy. He's maybe a top half guy. But, you know, I, I don't think – and with Deshaun Watson, everybody saw how great he was when he was in Houston. I think he's still kind of got that uh, that billing to live up to, and you only add the money, and that brings on more pressure nationally. I think Watson's definitely under more pressure nationally. Yeah, I mean – yeah, I guess, you know, and you know, there's a lot to that here. Ball is our fire says Tannehill is playing for his job. Watson doesn't have anything to play for uh, because he has that guaranteed money no matter what. I, I think Deshaun Watson has something to play for. But, yeah, that's why you don't give quarterbacks or anybody 100% guaranteed money uh, because, oh. you know, it, if you what happens if he sucks, right? Like, so uh, let's show up the last eight games from both of these quarterbacks in their last eight starts. So we got Sam put our choose your fighter graphic together. So the last eight starts for these two guys, passing yards, edge Tannehill, total touchdowns includes uh, two rushing touchdowns each, you know, edge barely Deshaun Watson interceptions, edge Tannehill by a hair and then quarterback rating Tannehill significantly higher from a quarterback rating than Deshaun Watson. I think why this is a good comparison to make is because both of these offenses this year and last year are, are are organized through the run game behind dominant running backs in Nick Chubb and and Derrick Henry. Obviously, Nick Chubb is no longer around uh, for the rest of the season, but he was for the majority of those eight games uh, that Deshaun Watson has started for the Browns. So, Jack, I'll have you answer the question right now. Which quarterback has more on the line this week between those two guys? I think it's 100% Deshaun Watson. Tannehill's bounce back week, bounce back win against the Chargers last week, I think put a lot of concerns to bed. Now, you know, the anti Tannehill crowd's never going to get off his back, but I think a, a performance like that um, gives you a little more breathing room. However, Deshaun Watson, you know, eight games in Cleveland with all that money, he hasn't been who we once knew Deshaun Watson as. And in those eight games, he's just four and four. And a, a big part of beating the Titans, like I said earlier, is is tearing up the secondary. You got to throw for multiple touchdowns to beat the Titans. Deshaun Watson's had two multi-touchdown games as a passer since he arrived in Cleveland. And look, they they're coming off a loss to a division rival in the Pittsburgh Steelers, which ahead of the season, that's probably one team that you would hope to sweep if you're an AFC North team. We've already got the Ravens and the Bengals to deal with, so that's a bad loss, even though it, it does come on the road. And the Browns fans, man, you know those Tim Couch jerseys with the long list, the running list of quarterbacks that they've drafted for the past two decades that fans like to walk around in as just kind of like a, you know, we've been through hell. This is this is what Cleveland, what being a Cleveland Browns fan is like. The dog pound is pretty ruthless up there. And the difference between Deshaun Watson and the, those other 20 quarterbacks is most of those dudes were playing on rookie deals. Deshaun Watson is, you know, in the top 10 for highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. So he's absolutely got a lot of pressure on him. He's got more to prove still has yet to really put a solid game together in front of a home crowd. And he's in a spot similar to where Tannehill was last year. If Tannehill doesn't score and the Titans don't go on that scoring drive to end the half, you're going to hear some booze running into the, into the locker room at halftime. Yeah. I think that Deshaun Watson is one bad half away from hearing it in Cleveland. But I think the problem with saying Watson's got, you know, what, what is Watson going to lose? Like, are they going to bench Deshaun Watson? I guess a follow-up question before I answer mine is, 
which quarterback is easier to bench this season for poor performance down the road? I'm not saying Tannehill's anywhere close to being benched. I don't think Watson's close to being benched. It's just going into week three. But, you know, what do the Browns have behind Deshaun Watson compared to what the Titans have behind Tannehill, where Tannehill's contract is done, Watson's is not. Like, they got how many more years of Deshaun Watson they have on the contract? I'm going to go look that up. And so you, you kind of catch what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm asking here, right? Yeah, um, no, 100%. And, and you got to evaluate what the Browns have behind Watson. They Remember, they moved on from Josh Dobbs because of how well Dorian Thompson Robinson played. And we saw DTR at USA UCLA for a few years dominating the Pac-12. And he showed a lot of stuff in the preseason. I would be, you know, just based on how his preseason went, if I was a Browns fan, and Deshaun Watson wasn't going to get me there, or you know, we're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. I'd kind of like to see what the kid has. I know that the Browns front office and the brass won't probably let that happen just because of the money that they owe Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But I think it's easier to bitch Tannehill because he's got, you know, he's in his last year and you've got two guys behind him as opposed to yeah. one guy. Um, so I think Tannehill's easier to bench if performance isn't there, but I don't think that Deshaun Watson is completely off the hook either. All right, so I'm going to answer the question, uh, our first question of the day to you guys. Uh, which quarterback has more on the line this week, Ryan Tannehill or Deshaun Watson? Uh, I'm going to get to that, but here in a second, uh, first, and I got the contract details for Deshaun Watson that is just, they're just ridiculous. <laughs> the heinous. Uh, oh my God, so heinous. But uh, first, Krebs Kubota, not heinous at all. Krebs Kubota is fantastic because they have been serving Middle Tennesseans for over 18 years for any equipment needed. Equipment, what does that mean? It can mean your trimmer, your mower, whatever you need outside to work at your home, out in the lawn. Uh, Krebs Kubota's got that. If you need the bigger equipment for the, the property that you might have out there, the acreage that you've got out in the in the county land in Middle Tennessee, they've got everything big or small for you, whether it's utility vehicles, uh, tillers, hay balers, plow mowers, what, tractors, whatever it is, that's where Krebs Kubota's expertise is. They have uh, amazing locations, three of them to be exact, in Murfreesboro, Columbia, and in Franklin. But they are an elite Kubota dealer. That means they have the uh, the connections to Kubota for the best equipment in the industry and the best warranties in the industry, which is super important because warranties uh, are key in with equipment because things break. Things break down. You're using force, a lot of energy. But that's okay because that's where Krebs Kubota helps you out. It's so important to have a relationship with your equipment provider, and that's what you can do in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro at KrebsKubota.com. Big or small, BetMGM's got it all. And if you want to get some skin in the game this football season, don't be afraid to sign up with BetMGM. They've got everything down to player props, to side bets, to, to totals. You can bet whatever you'd like on BetMGM. They've got a ton of stuff, and their live betting uh, system is also second to none. But you can get an even bigger advantage by signing up with code a to z sports that's a t o z sports and receive up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet now we all want you to win your first bet but if you happen to lose it by some mistake then betmgm's got your back up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win that first bet but you have to sign up with our code a to z sports all right so uh jack we're asking the question which quarterback has more pressure this week between ryan Tannehill? and Deshaun Watson. So uh, you answered Watson, right? Yes. I, I think okay. that Watson absolutely has more pressure at this point. All right. So I'm going to throw the stats up here because here are the stats in their last eight starts uh, for their teams. 
Uh, Tannehill, slightly more yards, 1855 to Deshaun Watson's 1491. Watson has nine passing touchdowns, two rushing. Tannehill, eight passing touchdowns, uh, two rushing. Seven INTs for Watson, six INTs for Tannehill. Quarterback rating of just under 77 for Watson, and Tannehill's just over 90. So if you're looking at those stats, like who would you rather have? I mean, I think you would rather have Ryan Tannehill because I think Ryan Tannehill is playing better, which means Deshaun Watson is playing worse. But Jack, and you could make a, you you could make a case that Tannehill's done more with less as well between those. Totally, two. yeah, yeah. Ryan Tannehill last year because he only had two starts this year, right? Last year, Ryan Tannehill's last six starts, he didn't have anybody to throw to or an offensive line. Where Deshaun Watson still had Amari Cooper last year and mm-hmm. some other weapons that they have up there in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson might be playing worse, but Ryan Tannehill has more pressure on him this week because let's just look at the balls that Deshaun Watson has the Browns by because he has three more seasons under contract, a hundred percent guaranteed by the Browns at $46 million base salary each year. (laughs) That's so much money that Deshaun Watson is under after this season, Jack Deshaun Watson's dead cap is $200 million. So that means If the Browns, if Deshaun Watson sucks, if Deshaun Watson sucks that bad and the Browns are like, man, we need to go in a different direction, cutting Deshaun Watson would count about 85% of the Browns cap space next year (laughs) for one guy to not play for you. So Deshaun Watson doesn't have that much pressure because He's not going anywhere. Like the Browns can't do anything if he sucks. Now, Ryan Tannehill, the Titans have a couple options if Ryan Tannehill sucks that bad. And so I think Ryan Tannehill has more pressure because the only person whose job is on the line is Ryan Tannehill's. And I'm not saying Tannehill's going to get benched this month, next month, November, December, but Ryan Tannehill's not under contract next year where Deshaun Watson's going to collect. Let me count it up. Next year, Deshaun Watson's yearly cash, $46 million times three. That's the next three years that he's going to be getting, which is absolutely absurd and criminal uh, by the Browns to give Deshaun Watson that type of money. But that's why that's why Tannehill's got more pressure. I disagree because Tannehill's a three-point underdog going on the road. Deshaun Watson's going to be without his best weapon in Nick Chubb. And he's going to have to do something that he hasn't been able to do in Cleveland yet. And that's beat somebody with his arm. He, he's a he's a 500 quarterback. He's 4-4 four and four in Cleveland, like I mentioned. They're not paying him to be a 500 quarterback. And this is a fan base who, you know, when they handed out that contract to Deshaun Watson, he was supposed to be the guy that came in and made them forget about all of their misses in the draft. He has yet to do that. And I don't think he's capable of doing that, just watching him play on Sundays. I, I just think that there's more pressure on him because he's going to have to turn it loose this weekend against the Titans defense it's going to be breathing breathing down his throat like I said earlier this offensive line gave up six sacks in week in week two against the Steelers he's going to be without Jack Conklin his right tackle he's going to be without Nick Chubb Amari Cooper's banged up we'll see if he plays it's all on Watson this week Tannehill's got Henry back there yeah all right all right so I'll I'll ask I'll ask it this way Jack because you you made some good points what are the consequences let's just say the Browns. I'm going to pull up the Browns' uh, schedule uh, over the next few games, uh, if I can find it fast enough. 
Uh, let's say the Browns, who are one and one right now, let's say they lose to the Titans and Deshaun Watson plays poorly, like he has so far in his eight starts. Next week, they have the Baltimore Ravens. Let's say they lose that one. Then let's say they lose to guess who they play in week five, the San Francisco 49ers. The Browns all of a sudden find themselves at one and four and Deshaun Watson is not playing very well. Then they have the Colts. Maybe they can win that game, but then the Seahawks and they got the Cardinals who suck, but then look Ravens Steelers back again before their schedule continues to get tough. What are the consequences for Deshaun Watson? If they are one and four going to Indianapolis and, and all of these losses are to AFC teams minus the Niners. What, what, what are the, what are the, if, if Deshaun Watson is playing poorly like he is, what are his consequences if the Browns are one and four? I want to say a couple things first. First, for, for the Titans, it's nice to be in that divisional sandwich, right? You've got two huge divisional games. You fit right in the middle. And, they, you know, obviously divisional games matter more. They're not going to overlook the Titans by any means. But it, it is nice to kind of be in that middle spot. And secondly, the Niners game, people forget that teams that have played the Niners have that go on to play the next week have lost 16 times in a row. So you're not only losing to the Niners, but because of the, because of the Niners, you're losing that next game. So the Browns could be in some serious doo-doo here. And just because he's getting paid, the fans don't give a damn. If he's not, if he's not playing well, you know what the dog pound's going to start saying? What? DTR, DTR. DT. So you're going to bench a guy that's got north of $150 million guaranteed less than his contract. I'm I'm not going to, I'm not saying they have to bench him. I'm going to say the fans are going to call for it. If he doesn't step it up here. Here's I, what I say. It's just the Jack, nature of the beast. The fans don't Jack, care about here, the contract. Here's what I, I, yeah, but, but his employer does. Here's the reality. Deshaun Watson is walking through life on and off the field with no consequences. He can do and has done whatever the hell he wants, good or bad. A lot of it bad on and off the field. Very little consequences because if the Browns are one and four, Deshaun Watson's not going anywhere. The Browns are two and seven towards the end of the end of October or the end or end of November. The Browns are sticking with Deshaun Watson because that's the only choice they had. So sure, once until again, they're mathematically eliminated, and then then you can make they, a decision. No, but he's not going anywhere because they have three years of paying him $46 million per year that they are locked into. So it does not matter what Deshaun Watson does. He will play as the Browns quarterback. The Browns have no other option, but to play Deshaun Watson because of the stupid ass contract they gave him. That's it's so bad. It's so bad. This is why every owner is looking at Jimmy Haslam like you idiot, because now every other quarterback is trying to get more money because this dumbass in Cleveland, I'm glad he stopped meddling with Knoxville's athletic department and go up there and do this in Cleveland. But good Lord. I mean, there are like, he could be, who's the worst, who's the worst starting quarterback in the league right now? The worst starting quarterback. Yeah. Uh, probably the guy in Arizona, sadly. Or yeah. Or like Zach Wilson or, you know, whoever else. Right. Like you can make a he, case for a handful guys. Yeah, he could be way worse than Josh Dobbs. He could be way worse than Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. It doesn't matter. He's got the he has the job security just 
that nobody deserves. <laughs> no, nobody I agree. Deserves this I, job I, just because just because you're not going to get benched doesn't mean you're not under a tremendous amount of pressure, though, right? I, I mean, there's a ton of quarterbacks that aren't going to lose their job this year that are under a bunch of pressure. Lamar Jackson's under a lot of pressure. Joe Burrow, uh, he's not he's not under pressure to lose his job, but I mean, at some point, he's got to win the big one, right? And an 0-2 start sure isn't helping. Justin Herbert, he's way too good to be missing the playoffs on a yearly basis. There's a lot of good quarterbacks that have a lot of pressure that aren't going to lose their jobs anytime soon. Just because Deshaun Watson's job is secure because of his contract doesn't mean he's not under a tremendous amount of pressure in Cleveland. The standard has been raised in Cleveland with this contract. The standard is raised in Cleveland because you have a, a very capable roster. You can make a run in the playoffs if everyone's there. Not, not, not having Nick Chubb makes a difference. But the Browns absolutely have an AFC championship caliber roster surrounding Deshaun Watson. He's not going to meet those expectations. And he's going to miss them on a yearly basis. So there's a there's a great amount of pressure around Deshaun Watson's performance this year. Because, it, look, you can get away with having a, a tough season last year. He came in late. Yeah, there, sure. there wasn't a whole lot to prove. You know. It was out a year, right? All Ex- exactly. There, there wasn't a whole lot of pressure. But he had a full offseason this time. And he gets yeah. a fresh slate. And, right. and, if, and if he poops the bed again, I'm telling you, man, it, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of noise in Cleveland. They're sick and tired of this stuff. Yeah. So, so if the Titans beat the Browns, if the Titans beat the Browns, there is a realistic chance that the Browns could be three and seven or two and eight because they've got winnable games against the Colts on the road, the Seahawks on the road, and the Cardinals at home. Right, like, are they winning all three of these games? Probably not. So there's a chance that three and seven is the reality. If the Titans are three and seven, Ryan Tannehill is done. Like it is now time for them to figure out Malik or Levis, Willis or Will. Like, like that's what the Titans are going to do. If the Browns are three and seven, Deshaun Watson's playing in game number eleven to see if he can get him to four and seven. Because that's the only option they got. So Ryan Tannehill has way more on the line than Deshaun Watson ever will. Because how much guaranteed money does Ryan Tannehill have on his contract in 2024? Zero. Watson's got $46 million. But it's not like Ryan Tannehill's career ends if the Titans don't bring him back. No, but there's a big... But if Ryan Tannehill plays well and the Titans make the playoffs and Ryan Tannehill's back towards what he looked like pre-last season... Oh, now Ryan Tannehill can put thirty million dollars into it on his on his uh, revenue sheet for next year by somebody, mm-hmm. not by maybe not the Titans, but somebody's going to pay him something. Yeah, and starting over at thirty five plus as a quarterback is a tough task. I mean, yeah. it's it's really tough. We've seen Kirk Cousins try it, and you know I, I feel like it's gone about as well for him, and he hasn't won any playoff games. So but you, uh, you've it, seen it go well with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. You've seen it completely sure. flop and pop with one play like Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, we shouldn't put Ryan Tannehill's name in the same conversation as any of those guys. No, but you're talking about quarterbacks north of 35 changing teams. Making a change, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing to do. And I'm sure Tannehill would rather stay here because that's where he's got momentum. He's familiar with the system. He's familiar with his targets. And I think there's a sense of comfortability here with him, despite him having to run for his life every third play. So I, to me, I just think that there's a lot of pressure on Deshaun Watson. The contract says it all. And the fact that he hasn't even shown a glimpse of the old Deshaun Watson that we saw in Houston is absolutely concerning. And we're eight games in. I mean, when's he going to show something? Like, like Tannehill, Tannehill, sure, he has his bad days, but he typically doesn't string a whole lot of bad days together. Yeah, right? there, yeah. There's a lot of good days mixed in between his bad days. 
No, I, I don't disagree. All right, Eight of Sports here live on this Thursday. Got some super chats I want to get to here in a second from Amnesia, making an analogy that I find, uh, you know, questionable, but we'll, we'll get to it. But first, uh, let me tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you out with whatever uh, your health coverage is. Farm Bureau Health Plans, pretty good chance they can do, uh, make it better for you because uh, they did that with Zach. They've done that with several people uh, that watch our show, that work for A to Z. Uh, because they can help you out with your health, dental, and vision. And you can get your process started by going to fbhp.com slash ATOZ. They've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. They have 200 plus locations. I believe it's 218 uh, to be exact these days. You can walk in anywhere. There's there's a Farm Bureau Health Plans near you. But also, it's just so easy to get started online. A health assessment takes 20 or 30 minutes, and you're on your way to finding a better health plan that could actually save you money and have better coverage and beautiful customer service. Check them out online, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Check these guys out online, BetMGM. They're the king of sports books, and that's for a reason. Sign up with our code A to Z Sports, ATOZ Sports, and you'll receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet it however you'd like. There's plenty of action going on. Uh, the MLB playoffs are right around the corner. Hockey season's closer to starting up than I than I realized. I found that out yesterday. Oh, um, and you know, with football in full swing, there's there's always games going on during the week. So sign up on BetMGM with our code A to Z Sports. Take advantage of this great offer and receive up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win that first bet. All right, so Jack, a couple super chats. Uh, Amnesia says the Titans are not talked about in the media. However, Watson is all over the media. Media influence puts all the pressure on Watson. Tannehill is auditioning for his next team. Tannehill is no pressure. I think anybody who's auditioning for something, there's pressure. Because, there's pressure. Uh, yeah, because you're auditioning for an unknown. You're, there's no guarantee. There's not a job. You're trying out. And nobody's, uh, you know, I, I think that's the last part of that's questionable. But, um, you know, the Titans are not talked about in the media unless people are poking fun at Ryan Tannehill typically. Uh, but Watson has a lot of pressure. But, you know, that contract is a massive safety net because like, if Deshaun Watson is, if you wanted to find Deshaun Watson's pressure as being at the edge of a cliff and the Browns fans push him off the cliff, he's just going to be like, oh, and he's going to just <laughs> splash into a pool of money that's going to protect him. He's like, oh, great. This is cool down here. Like that's Deshaun Watson's pressure. If Ryan Tannehill is on the edge of the cliff, and Titans fan pushing him off. Oh, I mean, he's splat. Like, that's just how that's going to go. So I, I have one final point to make. Ryan Tannehill's tenure with the Tennessee Titans, I think, can already be deemed as a success. Now, I'm going I'm to hear it from the chat because some of you guys are going to say he hasn't done enough. He hasn't won the big one. He's 37 and 20 as a starter, right? Like, Ryan Tannehill has won a lot of football games in Tennessee. Deshaun Watson's tenure in Cleveland is yet to be defined. And the way things are going, it's not going to look like 37 and 20. I just think that even if Tannehill, this is like Tannehill's last year, I think Titans fans are going to look back on this Tannehill era and say, you know what? Gave up a seventh round pick for the guy. He came in as a backup. How could you not call it a success? So I just think that Tannehill's story is just about written in Tennessee. And you know, he gave, you know, there's a lot of great games to look back on, a lot of great memories he gave Titans fans. Deshaun Watson hasn't done any of that stuff. He hasn't won a playoff game in Cleveland. There's so, I just think there's more pressure for a guy who has yet to prove that he was the right decision for Cleveland. Tannehill, 
you can make a case he's already, you know, the Titans made the right choice for, you know, by going out and getting Tannehill. I think, I think that's that's obvious oh, to yeah. Titans fans with yeah. a brain. Um, you know, some of the, some of the chat it disagrees, but I mean, they need to be put in the corner with a dunce hat. I just I just think that Tannehill's story's kind of been written at this point, and that for that reason, I think there's less pressure. Deshaun Watson's got to figure out who he is, and the Browns got to figure out who Deshaun Watson is. So with a lot of work left to do in that category, I think that Deshaun Watson's under more pressure. All right, so Amnesia says, would you drive on a flat tire simply because you paid $200 for the tire? The rim matters the Ooh. most. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. So, Ooh, I, I like want you that. to, like, how do you, how do you decipher this analogy, Jack? Because, like, who is he talking about? Tannehill or Watson? Because, I mean, Watson's way more expensive than a $200 tire. A <laughs> yeah, $200 tire isn't a bad deal. Deshaun Watson um, is the transmission. <laughs> Deshaun Watson <laughs> is the is the most expensive thing in the car that you just like ah. Yeah, no, I like that though because I mean, if he's holding you back, the problem is they don't have an established veteran behind him, right? If you had if you had somebody who'd come in and won games as a starter, say Gardner Minshew behind you, then maybe you make the move. But I just don't know how much better things get if you pull him in favor of a rookie in Dorian Thompson Robinson. But that doesn't mean the Cleveland Browns fans aren't going to start chanting his name if the Browns are sitting here at one and six. Right. Wright says, uh, yeah, but to to replace uh, that tire, you have to give up half the car for the next year. <laughs> yeah, you got to ride a bike around town for a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the longer. I mean, because, like, that, you know, Deshaun Watson is way more than a tire. Tires, I'm going to make this analogy, right? Tires are running backs. You have to replace them every few years anyway. Right. Like mm-hmm. they have tread off the tires, all of that. That's what the tire is where, yeah, the rim's more important because you, you're going to change the tires every however thousands of miles. Deshaun Watson is not the tires. That was a bad analogy. I got what you're trying to do, but that's not how that works. Deshaun Watson is the thing that either makes you buy a brand new car and ditch the car hole altogether when it goes down, or you're going to spend way too much money trying to fix it. And it's going to become a a money suck hole. Like that's mm-hmm. what Deshaun Watson is. It's it, you know this brings me back to one of Colin Cowherd's most you know in my mind it's something that's stuck with me. It says you pay for two things in life, you pay for transportation, and you pay for quarterbacks. But you got to get them both right because you can't you can't go in every two three years and pay a different quarterback or buy a different car. You're going to run out of money. So Deshaun Watson, this is this is their transportation. He's their quarterback. He's got to get them to where they need to be. And look, he, he, uh, you you can pay him this amount of money, but for five more years, I mean that's that's three more years, three more years, is yeah, it three more, three the, after this year, right? So he's already got he's already got like I don't, I don't pull back up. Uh, Deshaun so really Watson's, four, including this year. Yeah, and because it's so early, right? Deshaun Watson's yearly cash this year and through twenty twenty six, his yearly cash is forty six million dollars a year, even. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it's all guaranteed. It's uh-huh. not like that's, like that's the, the dead cap is two hundred million dollars after this season. Yeah, they, and they, even they put even if you want to even if you want to cut Deshaun Watson before the twenty twenty six season when he's thirty one years old, the dead cap seventy three million dollars. They can't cut him. They, they'd have to trade him, and God knows who would want to take that contract yeah. on the books. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. 
Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Vibrunner says, Austin, you're overthinking the analogy. Stop crying and trying to shut the man down. I'm not crying. I'm just, I just think it was a bad <laughs> analogy. Uh, you give your opinions. I give my opinions about your opinions. That's how the show works. All right. More opinions. <laughs> all right. So uh, there's something that's being over talked about in my mind. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second with Jim Schwartz, old friend alert. Uh, but first telling you guys about Aura. Hey, if you want to protect yourself online, use the Aura app and get a two week free trial with our link or.com slash ATOZ. That's or.com slash ATOZ for a two week free trial. Uh, data brokers. That's who bothers you and sells all of your information to the telemarketers, spammers, and robocallers. And Aura will automatically submit opt-out requests on your behalf to get rid of those data brokers in your life. That happened with me. 30 data brokers were selling my information. Aura took five or six days and stripped away my information from those data brokers. Again, we're giving you a two-week free trial. So that's two weeks for free with our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. Once you get rid of the data brokers, then you start working on your password protection and management, working on your credit identity theft monitoring as well, parental controls if you've got young kids that are using devices as well. At home, Aura can do it all in a two-week free trial, Aura.com slash ATOZ. BetMGM can also do it all. That's why they're called the king of sportsbooks. And by signing up with code A to Z sports, you'll receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Sign up today. Get some action down. The Niners and the Giants play tonight. A Saquon Barkley-less Giants are taking on a tough 49ers team. And you've got action on the college field as well with Coastal Carolina and Georgia State. Should be a high-scoring one. Very fun. Um, but if you want to get in on the action today, make sure to sign up with our code A to Z sports so you can cash in on this great offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. All right, so Jack, we were talking in our pre-show meeting with me, you, and Sam, and, and I brought this up. I feel like Jim Schwartz being the defensive coordinator for the Browns after being a defensive senior analyst for the Titans the last two years is getting a lot of attention. And look, Jim Schwartz is a good guy, great coach. He's been with the Titans in this organization for a long time, now in multiple stints across his NFL coaching career. But we're going to ask this question and we're going to give you guys in the chat some opportunity to, to answer it. But here's how we're going to form it. Jim Schwartz facing his former team, the tight team in the Titans. Is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? A big deal, small deal, or no deal that Jim Schwartz is the Browns defensive coordinator facing the Tennessee Titans. Again, here was Mike Vrabel. Uh, I guess this was yesterday being asked about Schwartzy. Anything that we asked him to do or, you know, asked, Shane asked him to do, he did. Uh, then he kind of started on, you know, wanted to transition or have an opportunity to, to, to coordinate again. And so he was honest and upfront with me and him and I, we communicated and then, you know, he had had a few opportunities and, you know, he felt like this one was the right one for him and the timing worked out. So I was happy for him that he was able to, to come here stay involved, be, you know, help us. And then also now, you know, go and go and coordinate. So there's Mike Vrabel talking about Jim Schwartz. So Jack, I'll uh, send you to the chat, big deal, small deal, or no deal from everybody on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, Jim Schwartz yeah. facing his old team. Yeah. Let's start with Ira Hochi. He says no deal. Deborah believes it's a small deal. Ashley says no deal. Andre believes it's a small deal. He's on the same page as, Scott, Mike, and Brandon, and Guy. A lot of small deals coming in here. Demario says small. Jarvis says small. Jaron says small. Reitz says small. I hope I'm saying that right. 
No deal from Jason. Charlie believes it's a small deal. Schmedium deal, says Stephen King. Uh, big deal from Jason. Johnny says small deal. Eddie says small deal. Curtis says small deal. Eric believes it's not a deal at all. Um, happens all the time, says Chris Bjork. So or Chris Bork. So it's a no deal for him. Cameron, our first big deal of the chat. It's a big deal to Cameron. Orlando says small. Billy says no deal. Schwartz is overrated. Uh, the smallest deal, says Mike Peck. Rawl says uh, small deal. Small deal from Titans Kyle. TLG coming in with a big deal. Um, he knows where the offensive bodies are buried. I like that comment a lot. Um, <laughs> no deal from Mr. Jones. No deal, says William. Um, we still running his scheme? If not, no deal. Uh, big deal from Ken. And a small deal from Aaron. Nate's burner also says small deal. So, yeah. Austin, I'll ask you first here. In your opinion, yeah. is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? I'm going to say no deal. I don't think this matters. Like, everybody knows personnel. Like, it's it's not like it's a, a secret. You know, I think it's a no deal because the Titans are very different from a schematic standpoint on offense. And could Jim Schwartz help out the Browns offense know what the Titans scheme is? I mean, yeah, sure. But like, who gives a rip? Like, that's gonna that's not a secret either. Like, oh, he knows about Kevin Byard. All right, great. So does everybody else that's a defensive or offensive coordinator in the NFL because Byard's been in the league for seven years. Arden Key's new. There's Aziz is new. There's so many new people on the Titans team this year that personnel has changed. And then you flip it over the offense. We've already noticed this. Like me and Sam did a show yesterday about Tim Kelly's changes. This is not the same offense that Jim Schwartz saw in practice and on games the last two years when he was a senior analyst for the Titans defense. It's very different. They're passing the football on first and second down almost 50% of the time through against the Chargers. Last year, it was like 65% run on first alone. And so I think it's an absolute no deal. No deal on this. I'm going to steal Stephen King's comment. I think it's a schmedium deal. I think it's a little bit bigger than a small deal, a little less than a big deal. So you, and it's in between big and small? It's in between big and small for me. And the reason oh. why is because remember what happened when the Titans went up to Philadelphia last year? A.J. Brown said he relayed all the checks, all the calls, all the verbiage to the, to the Eagles' defense, and they were pre prepared for everything the Titans threw at them. Why? Like, because they didn't change anything. Because they didn't change it, sure. Because Todd Downing was still in charge. They've but changed I mean, it all. Schwartz, Schwartz was here when Kelly was here. I know it wasn't Kelly's offense last year. But it has to be a deal. It has to be some sort of no. deal because of what happened when A.J. Brown relayed all of that information to the Eagles defense last year. Look, the Titans – but we had Buck Rising on the Titan Up podcast this week, and yeah. he said essentially since the malarkey days, they've had just three different variations of the same offense. Like, they haven't changed a whole lot, have they? I mean, sure, there are some offensive coordinators that have come in and been more creative than others, Todd Downing. But for the most part, they kind of run the same way. And if the verbiage isn't changed up, hopefully they learned that lesson lesson in Philadelphia last year because if the verbiage, verbiage isn't changed up, the checks at the line aren't changed up. But that, the, the verbiage has, though. That, that's my thought. The verbiage has. Sure. And because sure. the whole there was a massive story. And look, Curtis says Jack is right. And like, I. I the, a big story this offseason was Tim Kelly 
changing the verbiage. It was going to the up tempo. They were changing long play calls to being short one or two word uh, code names. And so AJ Brown, you know, was there for Todd Downing. And then so he, Todd Downing didn't change anything. So he told him everything. Jim Schwartz has not been around the Titans facility for any days since Tim Kelly has been the offensive coordinator. It's changed a ton just in how the, it might not, it might be similar from a execution standpoint, but how they get there, how they communicate it, how they line up and the tendencies that they have are completely different under Tim Kelly. I mean, you're talking about going up against a defensive coordinator that was on your staff last year. This wasn't two, three years ago. This no, was I get last it, but they've, year. But they've like, how much did they change? But like, think about how it, much they've a, changed. It's a deal. It's not a no, no deal. It's a no deal. But it's a no deal. The, the, the play caller in Tim Kelly is different. The uh, scheme is adjusted to him too. Look at all the different changes they've made on the offensive skill position. New line coach, Tony Dews went from running backs to tight ends. You bring in a new running backs coach in Charles London. I mean, Rob Moore is really the only guy that's in his same role as a position coach on the offense. Pat O'Hara is not even the, the quarterback coach anymore. Like they sure, brought in okay, another guy for that. that. And, and we're talking offense right now. We haven't even yeah. talked about the defense and all the players he's familiar with, with their strengths, with their weaknesses. That's, I mean, he everybody can be in offensive that. meetings as well. I'm just saying this is a deal. Every, every, this, it has to be some sort of deal. You can debate whether it's a small deal or a big deal. I'm kind of writing that, that line in the middle. It, it's absolutely a deal. Whenever you go up against a former coach the following year, they're going to bring information. They're going to bring intel. It's just the nature of the game. This is yeah. how the NFL works, whether yeah, it's a player it, who it, moved like AJ Brown or a coach who makes a move like Jim Schwartz. But it's it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because how many like, like okay, so Jim Schwartz knows the tendencies of who? Tier Tart? Oh my God. Like no, it's like, gonna have to be Tier Tart. I mean okay, it, it who? could be the secondary. It could be the secondary. It could be the linebacker group. I know that they kind I of know the tendencies out. of the secondary. Like it's not, it's not that difficult. Like, oh, I know what Amani Hooker's good at and what he struggles at. I have zero degrees in football. I've watched other than just staying at a holiday Inn last night and watching football for my entire life. But like, like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Everybody knows that. Like it's, it's public information. Film is there. Everything's public. And so I, I Jim Schwartz is a good coach. I just don't think it has any outcome. So you in, don't think, you don't think by being on the Titan staff last year, Jim Schwartz has an iota of an edge. There's not an iota of an edge that Jim Schwartz has by being with the Titan for the last two years. I think that that's ludicrous, and that's that's essentially what we're talking about here. Uh, who, which individual does Jim Schwartz have the most edge over? It's not an individual. I'm just saying he's got familiarity with these players who he's been working with for the past two seasons, and he's got familiarity with the offense and what they do well and what Tannehill likes to do. It's it's not far fetched to say that this is a deal and that, that that Jim Schwartz does bring some sort of information over to Cleveland because he's absolutely doing that. He's in meetings this week talking about, okay, you want to force him outside. You want to force him inside. Okay, this is what the offensive line is going to do when you send this when you send this stunt. I, it just, it's small stuff like that that can make a big difference in the game. So Kyle says, Austin, you're completely blowing over that the D.C. is the same, and so is the scheme. Yes, half the players are different, but the scheme isn't. This is Mike Rabel's sixth year. Like, the scheme has been the same all six seasons. Like, it, and, the, and how many times have they played the Browns? They played Stefanski once, right? maybe twice, once. And when uh, Baker Mayfield lit up the Titans defense, who, I mean, Stefanski knows too. Like, it's not like it's rocket science. It It's not, I guess my point and why it's a no deal is because Jim Schwartz knows the Titans players and scheme. 
Okay, so does Kevin Stefanski. Because why? Because he talks to all the other coaches, just like every coach talks to coaches, and they get the film that's public information. And it th that's it. And Ken says the Steelers scheme hasn't changed in years. No, it hasn't. Mike Tomlin's been the head coach for a decade and a half. Defensive scheme's really good, and their players are good, and they scored two touchdowns on Monday night to beat the Browns. And the Browns play them twice a year. Oh, my sure. gosh, the familiarity. Like, it's, but it's the fancy no Stefanski didn't have access to the to the Steelers playbook the year before he moved. Like this, Schwartz had a, played a big role in this defense, whether you want to admit it or not. And you can go to his title and try and downplay yeah, that. But like, but, but still, it, 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 I, I'm I, just I, saying no, that I'm this not, is this has to be a deal. It it can't be a no deal. I think that no deal is the worst answer of the three here. I no, it's an absolute no deal because it does not matter what Jim Schwartz can tell them. They can find that information from anybody else that's been around the Titans or has played against the Titans. I'm sure that Kevin Stefanski or somebody on his Brown staff has somebody who's played against the Titans multiple times, four or five times over the last few years that Vrabel's been running the show. But right? do, you, do you go to that guy first or do you go to Jim Schwartz, who was literally well, employed you go to Jim by the Schwartz. Titans, yeah, cashing again, checks like, with my, the Titans on the, but, on the freaking check? Like, this, my is, point this is a big deal. My point, no, it's not. My point is the information can be received by the Browns anyway, regardless of Jim Schwartz being there or not. Mm. I, 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 you can, you can make an argument for both sides. And at the end of the day, we'll probably never know where no. Schwartz took advantage of the Titans unless they come out and, you know, just absolutely trick the Titans offensive line, which probably isn't all that hard to do. Schwartz won't yeah. get enough credit if that but happens. But again, like, no, but they're doing that anyway. Like, like the Browns are what number one and number two in passing yards and rushing yards allowed. Like they're they're already really damn good. So even if the Browns defense shuts down the Titans offense, it's not like a ha look, not, Jim Schwartz. He, he's not gonna get his credit. Yeah. No, but no, but they were doing that anyway. They did it to Joe Burrow. J Jim Schwartz wasn't on the Bengals staff the last two years. They made Joe Burrow look like he was okay. we're, you know, losing getting... his job at Ohio State. We're getting off the tracks. No, a I'm bit not. I'm not. My point is the Browns defense is really talented and they're very good with Jim Schwartz or without Jim Schwartz. They're really good against the, the, uh, the team. The Titans are not the Titans. The Browns defense is going to be good. I don't think Jim Schwartz has any impact on inside information or anything like that. I think it's all about the players. The Browns have versus the players the Titans have. And Jim Schwartz can give the same information about the Titans players that other coaches can around the league. Everybody's got the same film to watch. That's I get the that. situation. I, I understand that. I'm I'm just saying that it there there Schwartz is a few layers deeper into that game, having coached these players for the last two years. He uh, there there is some stuff that he's going to take and he's going to use. Uh, we'll never know because we're not in those meetings, but I mean, how could you not? What is Jim Schwartz well, going to go in there and just say, "Ah, oh, forget about my last two years. Here's what no, they're doing no, no, this no. year. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, it's not a big deal. It's no deal. It's like, it's Jim Schwartz is good at his job. Regardless if he spent the last two years on the Titan staff as an analyst or not, Jim Schwartz is good at his job. Jacqueline says, Austin, you'll have a different opinion after Sunday. No, because here's my expectation. I not hope Austin's right. I no, hope you're right. But but my, my expectation is not a lot of points because the Browns defense is one of the best in the NFL. The Titans defense is really good at not giving up points when they give up a lot of yards and their run defense is really strong too. And so I think that's, that's the game and the Browns offense is not very strong either. So 
you know, yeah. edge to both defenses. That's the game. Sure. And regardless yeah. if Jim Schwartz is there or not. I look, I get it. I, I get it. I get where you're coming from. I just think that in order for it to be a no deal, then we would have to be confident that Jim Schwartz is not taking any Intel, any, any inside information into this week's game plan. And I believe there's a 0% chance that that's happening. If, if I think Todd he's absolutely Downing... using his knowledge from the last two years, whether it's 5% of the game plan, 10%, whatever it is. But if it's more than 0%, it has to be a deal. No, yeah. If Todd Downing was still the offensive coordinator, I would say it's a big deal because Jim Schwartz has been in those meetings and he understands what Todd Downing does and he's got data to prove it in the building. It's a different coordinator. It's a different play caller. Tim Kelly's changing stuff up and Jim Schwartz hasn't been around for that. But it's the same Titans defense. I don't care. It's been the same Titans defense for the, <laughs> since 2018. But it's been the Whether same thing. Or not, doesn't change the fact that it's the same scheme. I, I, it, that they've been I don't think it matters. Years. Kevin Stefanski played this Titans defense two years ago. Right? It doesn't matter. It's the same scheme. Same scheme. They're going to do the same stunts. It's about does Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons uh, do? Do they just dominate the rookie right tackle on third and seven? Jim Schwartz has nothing to do with that. It's no. about Danico Autry ball bodying up somebody. Well, no, Jim Schwartz isn't Superman here. I just think that he's, I think that there's some stuff that he's going to take into the game plan. And if he takes even one thing into the game plan, then I think it has to be some sort of a deal. And I think it would be, I think it would be absolutely nuts if he didn't bring any of his knowledge and intel into that locker room, into those meetings this week. That's why I believe it's a deal. Yeah, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna have to agree to disagree. We could do this. No, that's on. fine because we, we we can definitely move on. We are we're, we've talked through this enough. We we know that we know where each other stands. We're drawing the line in the sand, and we're staying on our <laughs> sides. <laughs> uh, A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday. It is that time, Jack, for the Magic Bucket. By Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. To make them a part of your new car buying process, make them a part of it because they do a fantastic job. Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon at Wilson County Hyundai will help you out on the right ride for you. Regardless of your financial situation, they'll have make it happen for you in Lebanon or online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. So, Jack, you have not eaten your $15 worth of Taco Bell yet. So, you're going to have to do that before Sunday. Yeah, I, I realize that I have to I have to do that, and um, it will be done, and you'll get a receipt, and I may even tweet it all out. If if any of the chat has any ideas on you know their favorite menu items, I'm not a Taco Bell frequenter. Send, go ahead and send them in here. And, and also, while we're drawing, let's get those likes up to 50. We're at 35 right now. We've got over 250 uh, people yeah. in here. Let's get 15 more likes on the show, and I'll tweet out the yeah. Taco Bell receipt as soon as I go there. There you go. We got, yeah. We, Facebook's behind today. You guys Here need to go. step it up with the likes. I, I believe there. that YouTube's got more likes. Facebook. We're on the move. Like 39. Here we go. Keep it coming. Let's get to 50. Who's going right. to be number 50? This is for you, Jack. I don't think you've ever done this. Hmm. I did this and this yeah. was one of my, this is one of my most embarrassing show moments ever. Oh no. Don't say that. No, it's okay. It's because of, that's my fault. It's not, it's not a, because of this. It's because of me. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, so you have to say the alphabet <laughs> as fast as you can. The chat's on fire. You have to say okay. the alphabet as fast as you possibly can. So I'm getting the timer set up. Why this was so 
awful and embarrassing for me is because I forgot the alphabet by trying to say it so fast. <laughs> I got frozen and could not say it correctly. I kept skipping like eight letters and I was, I was having a malfunction in my brain. So, all right, okay. Jack. Let's set an over under. I want to time this. I mean, Zach did it like three seconds. Sam did it three? Like really fast. Yeah. All right. Let's set it at five and a half seconds. Okay. No, it's it's got to be six and a half. Six and a half seconds over under. Place your bets in the chat. I want to see what y'all are doing. Austin, you going to time me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got my timer set up. So as soon as you say A, I hit the timer. This is kind of like a 40 hand time. We don't have the laser, uh, the laser technology on that. But um, I think you said six and a half. Let's do five and a half. I yeah, think five, five and a half is more fair. Okay. I'm going to say, well, I just kind of went over it in my head and I, there there's after the, the M and OP, I, I, it could get dicey for me, but I think I can get through this. I do know right. the alphabet, by the way. Yeah. I, yeah, All right. yeah. All right. So <laughs> when you say a, I hit the start button. Okay. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. That was like three seconds. Three, four. Okay. I like that. I like that time. That's good time. That's good time. I'm happy with that. Pretty good. Pretty good. Are you impressed? Right. Well, I, yeah, because I just couldn't complete it. I just, I had a malfunction. Oh, like it, was a, it was the challenge. Oh, I had to give completely. up. I had to give up. I, it was oh. just, well, no, I didn't give up. I just, it took like a minute and a half <laughs> because, oh, because the clock no. started and I just couldn't do it. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever done this. I have to make a fart noise in my mouth. I think I've done this recently. Hmm. Well, I don't think I have, but here we go. There we, there's my fart noise oh, uh, right there. Boo. How is that a boo? boo. That one doesn't even stink. You, you need a, you need a thicker one than that. I'm not trying to hurt my cheeks or anything. To get yeah, see, Matt first. Matt remembers mine. I can't pin that sadly, but Matt remembers. Oh man. Well, not a bad, not a mad, not a bad magic bucket today. Not not terrible. Quick, right? Fart noise nobody, and alphabet yeah, and nobody, under three five. Nobody's reputations were totally ruined on this show. That's right. All right. Hey, it's Thursday, which means Titans at two with Sam Phelan coming up at two o'clock today after Sam talks to the coordinators after two days of practice this week. Excuse me. Titans at two coming up on these same channels. You're watching right here, our brand new Monday and Thursday show with Sam. So get ready for Titans at two and also Titan game day live coming up with Sam and Jack on Sunday. We'll talk more about that tomorrow on Friday, but as you're heading out of here, make sure you give a like to the show, hit that thumbs up button. We need those likes on the show on Facebook and on YouTube. We appreciate you guys and we'll see you tomorrow on Friday. Tighten up podcast, Buck rising out now.